0: How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to the Artist Network, episode 10. Believe it or not, we're at 10. Two months in, we're at episode 10. Not bad. Not great. Not bad, though. So, glad to get this little benchmark out of the way. Next thing you know, it'll be 50, 100, 200, 1,000. Yeah, I like, the, I like the sound of a 1,000. Episode 1,000. wonder what that's going to be. So, Yeah, before I get ahead of myself, episode 10, here we are. Today's special guest is Dante from Above the Bridge. He is a 17-year-old from Concord, California, and he runs an Instagram called Above the Bridge that does subjective music analysis and reviews. He sticks to three main categories of what he reviews. I'll let you figure that out by listening. Um, I mean this kid, he's his works beyond his age. He's really, really good at writing about music and it was cool to see what he looks for, why he started and things coming for the future. So without further ado, my episode with Dante from Above the Bridge. Hope you guys enjoy. Alright, so Dante, thank you for coming on man. Thank
1: you for having me, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, the way I ran into you was that I did a little tribute, little blog post on the Tribe Mafia crew. Uh, I think you, you covered one of their songs, and I saw that. Two of them, actually. Two? It, it's two now. Yeah, yeah cool. I covered two of them. Great. Uh, yeah, so I saw that you're doing your own thing. You're, you're subjected to music reviews, and I think it's great. I think there's a there is a big room for for a lot of good music content as far as not just putting out music but for people consuming and like deciphering it. So Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanna get like a couple insights on things you pick out from music, things you like, what maybe got you started into this for sure, yeah. c- creative uh out output, you know, going on the uh-huh. off, going on the offense, and creating your own content, you know. Yeah. So I want to know, like, what was the motivator? And uh, yeah, you can start with that. We start. What motivated you to start this?
1: Well, really, what motivated me to start, I guess, reviewing music and like analyzing music was, uh, I guess, how I got into it was I had a friend mm-hmm. who kind of did a similar thing that I did, and I've always been interested in music. As far as I've been listening to music like religiously my whole life. And I play the drums and a little bit of guitar. So I've been... How old are you? Uh, uh, 17.
0: 17. Okay. Yeah. One year younger so, than me.
1: Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been interested in music my whole life. And then um, so I had a friend who I always talk music with and she started an Instagram page like this. She was, didn't really take it seriously or anything. It wasn't really a big like interest of hers Like write about music. Music journalism wasn't really like her, I guess, outlet. Mm-hmm. But i always talked to her about it i was like oh yeah I, I love your account i love reading your stuff and she's like oh you should start one your own. and i was like i i mean maybe in the future but i don't know if i'd want to because i always thought if i did it i want to devote a lot of time to it i want i wouldn't want to like half ass it yeah but absolutely. i i yeah but i ended up doing it i, I didn't expect my it, but it was like after just i guess researching and writing a couple reviews like it kind of became a big passion of mine and for the past year i've really really gotten into music journalism and I've really uh, started to, like, become interested in different outlets of where you can, you know, lie in the music industry besides just as a creator. And yeah. Yeah, and I've kind of uh, realized that I think music journalism is one of the things I definitely want to do in my life in terms of that. I think I would also like to do stuff like score movies. Uh, eventually, uh, a, a big inspiration for mine is, uh, I don't know if you know him, but Cole Bennett.
0: I do know Cole Bennett, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't want to do. A similar thing as he did. Uh, I, I, his business model to me is really inspirational because I love how he. What about he it?
0: What so, about it? Do you take most from him?
1: Well, first off, uh, I'm from—I don't think from, I don't, word It's Concord, California.
0: Con- um, Concord. That is that near L.A.
1: No, it's at, no. it's that's out of San Francisco. Oh, okay. Anyway, though, I'm I'm really passionate about local music, kind of the way that he was, and mm-hmm. um, I, his business model and how he kind of develop because if you watch interviews and watch him speak about how he developed his business model it's really obvious this kid knew he didn't want to make music videos for his whole life you know like he used music videos as an outlet to develop his brand into like a merchandise brand he does shows now he does videos he does all kinds of he has he's signed a couple people to a label he all stuff like that and eventually i'd like to develop my brand into where i'm doing I, I want to continue doing music review through Instagram, mm-hmm. but I, I like to do YouTube. I'd ter- like to do uh, artist interviews. I'd like to do music analysis, um like music journalism through YouTube. If yeah. you watch people on YouTube like Volksgeist, if you know who that is, or if you watch like um, Middle eight or Polyphonic, guys like that who do kind of like music analysis YouTube yeah. videos, that's something I'd really like to get into doing.
2: Yeah, for and sure. Interview-
1: Interviews too is a big thing. I I actually just got back from an interview earlier today. But yeah,
0: that's awesome. So you'd say uh, Cole Bennett is one of your biggest inspirations for, for doing this.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: Great. Yeah, he's he's definitely top line, t- top quality creator.
1: Yeah, just his business model is, in my opinion, is genius. Uh, did you by chance watch the TED Talk he just recently put out?
0: I saw the thumbnail. I haven't had the chance to, to watch it yet. How, how was it? To, the kid from, from your you you watched it already? I assume.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the kid's first. I don't know the kid's perspective and his his just view on how you make it doing like a mix of different things. Like how you can you know take all these different passions and morph them into one specific brand. You know, like yeah. the, that. It's kind. Of, it's kind of what he talked about. How he talked about, uh, one thing he believes in is being an optimist. And he said, he, he, he's like, he talked about how he like had the privilege to work with people like Rick Rubin and J Cole and creative minds like Mac Miller. And he was talked about one thing. and uh, One thing that they all had in common was they were problem solvers. They looked at a problem and they wouldn't, they wouldn't back away. For example, they wouldn't like, he was talking about a shoot he did with Quavo and, uh, and I think they were saying Gucci Mane was featured in the song, but he didn't end up showing up, so they didn't know what to do. Yeah. And 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 he said he just kept thinking back to how he learned uh, through people like Jay Cole and Rick Rubin and guys like that that you have to be a problem solver. So he ended up on the this, this shoot, taking one taking one of his lighting guys and dressing up like Gucci Mane <laughs> and using him using him as a prop. And he just said, "Oh, you're Gucci Mane today." And, I, and that was really inspirational to me. It's like the guy knows how to solve problems and move forward. And I don't know, that kind of, I guess, philosophy is one thing that really inspires me.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I don't know if you know, but this thing called stoicism. It's a, no. It's this philosophy that you play out all the worst possibilities in your head, make them a reality, and then realize that, hey, maybe they're not terrible and then they don't haunt you for so long cuz you play it you play it out in your mind already so i believe if you're two or three steps ahead thinking negatively um, it's it's you can turn that into a definitely positive thing and you can be able to think super quickly because nothing's going to destroy your day if you think like this you know yeah um, you'll you'll have the ability to turn many fast uh, thinking on your toes situations into, into really cool stories like, like Cole, Cole just did. I mean,
1: that's uh, interesting. I've never heard of that.
0: Yeah. It's it's stoicism. S T O I C I S M. I don't think I might be butchering that, but stoicism. Yep. It's a, it's a definitely cool, thing to to research and i i try to implement that a lot because when i'm going on my my offense you know i'm trying to get uh, people to do the song of the week I, you know i ask all these artists that, uh, that i believe in because it's one thing to just give the song of the week to to nobody and then like that ru- mm-hmm. that ruins the output that i want to develop on my on my feed so I really have to dig for people that I believe that that are really quality artists, and ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of them tell me no. So I, well, I yeah I already know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm I just have to ask fifty people a week in order to get that one. And just last week I was able to get this new up and coming artist. His name's Dijon, and he is on a lot of the Spotify playlists. He's on spotify's pollen playlist which is one of the wow yeah it it was really cool to get this guy on here and congratulations yeah thank you so yeah i got him onto the song of the week and it's just a one minute thing super quick feature but hey it starts with one and then Mm -hmm. and then you build from that so yeah definitely me thinking about all the negative outcomes all the possibilities of me accepting that yeah everyone's gonna tell me no then it, it allows you to, to you know, let go of the feeling of regret. I mean, not regret, but uh, the disappointment that comes with um, the negative outcomes of you thinking on the fly, and something mm-hmm. goes wrong. So, uh, I think that that's something that Cole, Cole Bennett, like I can relate with. and That's awesome. That. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So. What do you look for in music? What's something that I, really re- resonates with you in every single song you listen to? Something that you try to pick out that no one else does.
1: If I were to, um, I if I were to pick, I guess one thing that I don't know, I would look for in like all because obviously every artist, every genre, every you know project you're looking at, you're reviewing, you're analyzing something different. Right, but. If I were to pick, I guess, one common thing is I've always valued, I guess, replay value and a hook, a good hook more in music than I have, say, like innate experiment, like experimentalism. Like, I know a lot of people who, like, don't get me wrong. I, Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I love certain experimental genres of music, but there's a lot of people who just, oh, this is different. It's good. I don't necessarily agree in that philosophy. I, I think while something can be different, I think if somebody, I think it's almost more valuable for somebody to be doing the same thing as everybody else and doing it 10 times better than it is for somebody to be doing something different, but not doing it well. So I guess, I guess technical and creative, um, like more technical creative skill than their contemporaries is something i look for in like all music i guess
0: so what are a couple of artists that come to mind when you think about like the top artists that are doing what you're saying that are putting out maybe the same kind of music same kind of songs like uh hooks crescendos but they're just doing it better than everyone else who, who, okay. any well, artist comes to come to the name to, um, to your head
1: well, in terms of like people who are just doing the same things everybody else but doing it ten times better, yeah, I would say like I I guess a good example of that is and always has been Drake. Okay, I, I'm not even the biggest fan of Drake personally, but when you when you look at he is doing exactly what everybody else is doing, but he consistently does it better. That's the only reason he's remained relevant for so long. It's the only reason he is where he is because he I because when I look at somebody like Drake, I don't say oh this guy's influential i i say this guy has been consistent his whole career right you know opposed to somebody who's like it opposed somebody i guess you say somebody who's in that same lane as drake um i guess you could put kanye there but when i think of kanye Kanye's madly influential that's why i think i would value see okay Uh, like i say that like i said drake's doing exactly what his contemporaries are doing but he's doing it 10 times better and that's in that same light, you have to value like, in, like influence, you know, when I, um, I guess if, if you gave me two artists that I, people, a lot of people consider like similar in terms of like uh, their greatness and their status and their popularity and
2: just
1: yeah. their, their, I guess their status quo as an artist, I, and you asked me to pick which one's the better artist, nine times out of ten, I'd give you the more influential one. Mm-hmm. So I, I think influence is another big thing that. I look for music like if or if it's new music I say like could this be influential could this change something you know like for example I a lot of people disagree with me on this but I think I genuinely think Billie Eilish will be the next Beyonce I think she has that kind of influence that kind of outreach that kind of style that kind of she she's a label she is a label right and and that's one thing that I think a lot of people disagree with me on but like I said I think she's going to be influential that's why I guess I'm so partial to her music
0: yeah, I, I definitely see that happening, and yeah, uh, a good. I feel like a good way to gauge is that how quickly people know like artists' songs and like the crowds. Like in Coachella, her album came out a couple days before her first performance, and she mm-hmm. had the whole crowd singing um, every single line, and it was crazy to see, especially. For an artist so young,
1: see that's actually really interesting that you said that because um, yesterday I was at Bottle Rock Napa. It's a music festival. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I saw Logic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was really interesting to me. He was talking. Uh, but yesterday, I guess, was his first time performing his new album, and he was talking about like how how impressed he was and how good it made him feel that everybody, and he, everybody, he, he he said just looking out of the crowd and seeing one person knowing the lyrics to every single song off this album considering it's, it's only been out like a week and a half, he's like, oh, that's mind-blowing to me. And, and I don't know, you're saying it's his first performance in like a while, but he was also saying since like it's his first, I guess, performance since his album's come out. Yeah. It, 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 I guess he, he was explaining how that's what he was looking for and like the energy of the crowd. And he was saying that that really made him feel great that he put out this album a week and a half ago and everybody already knew every single line.
0: Yeah, I think that's, it's a great gauge. Yeah, I agree. Because it's physical feedback, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a disconnect between like getting onto the charts uh, and then quality music?
1: A hundred percent. I think there is.
0: Yeah. Do you, th- do you like, think it's greater than ever now, or it's just it's just always been a divide?
1: I think. I think it's greater. It will always be greater than ever. That makes sense. Because I think uh, that doesn't make sense in the context I said it. But what I mean by that is that I think the disconnect that we see between getting on the charts and having, I guess, technical skill and you're making your music is that nobody's going to sit down and listen to a song that isn't catchy, that isn't fun to listen to a hundred times just because there's a guitar riff in it that's amazing, you know? Yeah. That like, I think in terms of that mainstream popularity, chart-topping, replay value type music, the, if that's the kind of music you're trying to make, it doesn't it doesn't really matter your skill level. You know, like, I I think what matters is that you know how to write a hook, you know how to write a melody, you know how to write yeah. warm chorus that get in somebody's head. Right. And not only that, I think. The biggest part, something bigger than all those, is that your music is easy to listen to. You know, like uh, like if you want to compare like Kanye's discography, I think that's a good gauge because how much he's changed for every project he's put out. But if you want to put it, look at 808 Heartbreaks, look how much easier that is to listen to mm-hmm. than Yee. Yeah. But in my opinion, Yee is a 10 times better album than 808 and Heartbreak because, Ye has this painstakingly like d- dirty and moody energy that the whole album, it's what he's trying, his message is that he conveys. He conveys it not only more effectively, but he conveys it. It's it, it's a 10 time more like interesting message opposed to 808 Heartbreaks. It, and like, even like, if, if you compare the average song on Ye, the subject matter on an average song on Ye to the subject matter uh, an average song on 808, it, ye, I think Ye beats it nine nine times out of ten. But the thing about "It Was a Heartbreak" is it's easier to listen to. Yeah. And that is why that album did better than ye Yeah. Despite the fact that it, I, I think most catchier. people would agree,
0: it's catchy yeah. m- uh, music in there.
1: I think most people would agree that yee is a better written album. I think mm-hmm. in terms of in terms, in terms of instrumentals and the production on that album, I think it's better. It's well more well produced. It's smoother. It runs better for the whole duration of the album opposed to 808, but it doesn't have the same presence of a hook, and it doesn't... It's not as easy to listen to. You have to think about ye. You can you can listen to 808, and you cannot think about it, and you can enjoy the music. If you want to enjoy ye, you have to think about it. Right. And, and, and there's that big disconnect to where there, there are some... there's some, like, insane... In terms of, I I, we're, I guess we're just talking in terms of hip-hop right now, because it's the most mainstream genre of music right now but yeah but we can go are, elsewhere in a
0: bit
1: yeah 100 percent. but if you're looking at like the top the top chart charting like artists right now none of them are making music that isn't at face value guys like like I, you know i'm trying to say like everybody can you, is can you give me music. some examples Well, i think a good example would be uh that whole argument, people have been, I don't know if you've seen how people are saying that, oh, it doesn't matter how good Igor is, it's not going to win a Grammy. I think that's a really good argument, too, because I, uh, Igor, in my opinion, is one of the most experimental, one of the most well-thought-out, one of the most change-of-pace albums from a mainstream hip-hop artist in this this decade. But I doubt it's winning a Grammy. Everybody says it winning a Grammy. Grammy, I doubt it. It's almost in the same light that...
0: Yeah, I personally think it's, it would be impossible.
1: I think there's no way. Because, and it's not going to win the Grammy because... It's
0: just from what happened last year.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, da- Daytona not winning a Grammy? That's the biggest snub in hip-hop history.
0: And then when Nipsey Hussle died, I had the opportunity to really sit down and listen to every single album he's made and listening to it victory lap made me realize oh, yeah. how did this not win yeah how but did is... how did this get beat it was just, it, it has so much value and it was also his most catchiest album so it's like the two worlds meet in this album and it, it was just a really cool experience to, to be there and such a like a such a really I don't know. He was really trending, but it was more important for me to sit down and really connect to his music.
1: Yeah, yeah see, like we're talking about the twenty the, the uh, twenty nineteen Grammys. Yeah, I see. Here's the thing: I was okay with, I guess I was okay with Invasion of Privacy winning simply because mm-hmm. I was rooting for a female artist. But I hate that I have to use that as a scapegoat because I don't think that I think there are so many better albums of rap albums that came out in 2019 then Invasion of Privacy yeah but it, it like for, I think Kid See Ghost was years ahead of Invasion of Privacy I think Daytona was years ahead of Invasion of Privacy I even think Swimming was years ahead of Invasion of Privacy but the but I would say besides Swimming Daytona and uh Kid See Ghost those aren't easy albums to listen to especially Kid See Ghost Kid See Ghost is not a you can't listen to that you can't sit down and listen to that album and enjoy it at face value, you can enjoy it at first listen, where Invasion of Privacy is instantly catchy, it's instantly infectious. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have that same payoff that you do with, with, with you know, with kids See Ghosts. Right. But that's, like, one thing where I think reviewing music has given me, I'm, I don't want to sound arrogant when I say this, but it's given me a, I guess, particular perspective to look at music through and i i'm more preacher that than ever because i think yeah you trust get, your
0: intuition more than what you're hearing outside
1: yeah even even not even that just the fact that i can sit down and listen to a more exper- experimental piece of music or a piece of music that's harder to enjoy at face mm. value and i think the payoff's much greater when i make these connections and i make these realizations about the piece and i look at the deep the, the some of the deeper meaning of some of the lyrics and the instrumentals and the themes and the melodies and the hooks. And I look at these different aspects of this track or this particular project, and even though it took me a couple of listens to get to, I think the the payoff and the satisfaction is 10 times greater, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think since we're still in the topic of hip-hop and we briefly went over Igor, I'd like to talk about kind of connecting what we just said um like how long it takes to really understand igor for me i listened to two or three songs when it came out the day of on friday um i, I think it, was it the 17th i don't, I don't remember but it, it was a week ago and it i really didn't connect to it because i didn't have time to listen to it so i picked out two or three songs that i saw the song credits i'm like okay connie's on this one okay al green's on this one so allison lee's first and i didn't like it i gave the album like a seven personally and then the night after i finally had the time to listen to it front to back and i was absolutely blown away
1: yeah well that's another thing uh what's really interesting about that is uh, you're you're not not the first person i've heard that from and i believe i believe it yeah and even um it was I, I don't remember exactly where i saw it but it was tyler and he was talking about his views on his album and he, he said that he said he said listen to this album with no distraction sit down and listen to it from front to back mm-hmm. and he said you will enjoy it more than you will enjoy one particular song and that is exactly what i felt like when i first uh, I, I don't know my my first impression was igor of igor i listened to it that I, I was planning on listening to it that friday night when it came out so i stayed up and i listened to like the first three or four songs, and I was yeah. instantly into it. I was instantly it instantly caught my attention. I was like, "Oh, the back half of this album is going to be great." And uh, anyway, long story short, I ended up falling asleep that night. I didn't finish it,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I uh, restarted the album that morning. And even after my first listen, I didn't, I couldn't uh, like my. I guess my first intention or my first uh, my first perspective on, on the album was that this is Tyler trying to do something different. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the instrumentals. I thought, right. I, thought I, I thought the play by Cardi feature was great. I love the Kanye feature. I thought the bass instrumentals of the album were really enjoyable. I thought the majority of it was really ca- catchy. And a lot of it, some of the theory and some of the musicology, like they implemented into the music. I thought, wow, Tyler's really evolving as an artist, but I didn't think right. I, didn't, I I wouldn't have gave it any more than a seven. I think like you said, and I, I didn't figure out anything special uh, from it, but then, on my third or fourth, I think I listened to the album like ten times now. On my, on
0: mm-hmm.
1: my like fifth or sixth or fourth for, listen, for
0: me it's literally like one song, the whole album. Oh
1: really? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. No, that makes sense. But on my, uh, like I was saying, on my fourth or fifth or sixth listen, mm-hmm. I, I just I fell in love with the blend of the tracks. I fell in love with how they mesh together. I think the album is so cohesive, and that's what I. That's why I was saying that's yep. if we're if we're gonna talk about the disconnect, this album will never win a, win a Grammy because you can't pick out one song and say, "Oh, this is one of the best songs of the decade." You will never yeah. be able to do that with, with you will never be able to do that with Igor because Igor's not meant to be listening to in songs. Igor's an album. Igor is not meant to be it, like in terms of like Astro World. Let's compare it to Astro World. You can pick out Sycamore, you can pick out Yosemite, you can pick out Stargazing. You can mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, these are the best songs on the album. These songs are great by themselves." Igor, you can't do that.
0: Definitely not. Maybe no. with,
1: maybe with the exception of earthquake. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think this album won a Grammy because there's not going to be. It's not going to have any chart value. It's not going to have any commercial. It might have commercial, I guess, congression as a complete project, but it's never going to gain that commercial traction because it's not going to have any. You know, more popular singles. That the, and I think that was, I think that's why I think Tyler made the right choice and um. Not releasing any singles from the album because I really think it would have hurt his own
2: mm-hmm.
1: his own uh, agenda if he did so because I I think the album can only be enjoyed the lens of the entire thing. I don't think you can pick out one song on here and be like oh this is a great song. It's a great album.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I, I definitely I definitely agree, and it, it sucks that the way we reward the album of the year is because it. I guess the album is easiest to reach the mass. Um, It's easiest to get the ear. Um, It tells the message the easiest, you know, everything's just, it's just the easiest instead of the best, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's all right. (laughs) I think Jay-Z said in like one of his latest songs on Meek Mill's track, uh, What's Free?, and he's like now now I just look at billboard and it say is you dumb <laughs> and, and I don't remember the context before that but like yeah like now I look at billboard and I'm like are you dumb
1: <laughs> like like I definitely
0: I, I definitely feel that I felt that line and yeah yeah I just I don't know I don't really I don't really pay too much attention to the the awards now cuz it's not what I want and I really only care what I want to listen to. It's kind of selfish, but I think it's, it's mandatory now in society that there's so much distraction. So you have to pick what you want, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: Even though you can say that outside of hip hop though, for the Grammys this year, like, I'm sorry. I, it's almost like, I don't know. I, I, this, I guess, even outside the rap album this year, I wasn't too disappointed in it because I was okay with Invasion of Privacy winning because I, I was really rooting for a female artist to to win a rap uh, uh, Grammy just because it's so... The, the, like, female presence within rap music is so non-prevalent. It's amazing that these women like Cardi B and Iggy Azalea and even, like, uh, I don't know, just names like that are pushing female hip-hop into the limelight I, yeah. I was all for that but at the same time like uh i, I it's like at the same time it is it, it i didn't like seeing it yeah it was uh, it was almost like bittersweet it was bittersweet for me to watch it was like I, I i i'm all for female artist winning the best rap album of the year because i think it's a great thing for female music i think it's a great thing for music in general but at the same time this was the the this is the worst year for it to happen. So I feel like hip hop moved leaps and bounds in
0: 2018. Definitely. Yeah. It's evolving. That's evolving in a good, good manner. It's, it's getting really, really um, distinguished and it's changed a lot. I mean, you listen to things that came out 10 years ago and we thought hip hop was in its prime and we're like, this stuff's terrible (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's catchy it it definitely has like face value but it it's not as complex at all to like what what's coming out now so i think maybe there should be more genre or more like awards you know i think that i think that should be only fair if we're gonna award an album of the year there should be album that sells the most and an album that's like from a different world, like made brilliantly. It, yeah, there should yeah. I think there should be more, definitely more awards, and I don't know. Hopefully that that could be something in the future because there there's definitely room for it. Yeah. All right, and outside hip hop, other bands, uh, groups. I don't know what else? What else do you like outside of hip hop?
1: Well, I, I I'm I'm I love prog rock. I love old classic rock, but I mean, there's not really any conversation in terms of that. Um, I like a lot some new pop, some soul. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's some good metalcore bands that are, uh, I guess, evolving metal right now. I've been big into a lot of. Um, they're, like guys like Tame Paula, guys like, yep. Uh, just, uh, there's this band that they're from Korea that I love lately. I've been loving all their stuff. Hayoko, Hi- they're, they're they're Korean rock band. So stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess, I don't know, rock as a whole right now, in my opinion, there isn't all too much interesting going on besides. Would you say it's,
0: it's dying?
1: oh no 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 that's the i that's like i, I i've talked with this other people before and i i yeah, genuinely not? do oh, yeah. i genuinely believe that rock not even rock it just let's go off the conversation of rock. i just don't think a genre of music can die because i, I i'm really i'm really against that argument that rock and roll is dead because rock and roll will never die you look at 60s rock the Beatles, the Stones, the Beach Boys—that's yeah. nothing like seventies rock with psychedelia, with the Doors. That's not, or even like seventies hard rock, or okay, so early seventies you had like early seventies psychedelia with like the Doors and bands like that, and then you move towards a later sound in the seventies hard rock towards the late seventies, early eighties. The Doors and Zeppelin are on two different—they're two two different worlds of music, but they're still they're still rock music. And then if we move from the late eighties to the early nineties, bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam. That is nothing like the Beatles. That is nothing like Zeppelin. Right. Those are completely different genres of music, but they're rock. They're subgenres of rock and roll because they are all derivatives of blues, and that's why I don't think rock music can die. It, look at even, like, if you just want to keep talking about that evolution, yeah. Bands we're, like Alice in now? Band. Yeah. There's in terms of like, so like old like we're like we're talking about nineties rock. You have, you have punk rock, the whole post punk revival with bands like Nirvana, bands like Pearl Jam, bands like like Queen of the Stone Age, bands like Alice in Chains, and then you fast forward 10 years, we have the 2010, like, punk rock, Not, not punk rock, but pop punk explosion with bands like My Chemical Romance, bands like Fall Out Boy, bands like Panic the Disco, and now we have, we're sort of in a strange spot with bands like Imagine Dragons, and bands like one republic who are synth pop heavy uh sounding bands opposed to i guess 10 years ago the more of the pop punk Mm -hmm. era is kind of faded i would say and it's more we're more now towards a more of a genuine classic rock sound with in terms of a lot of new production styles and a lot of new um a lot of synths too a lot of synth rock is prevalent right now or even disco rock not disco rock, more, more of like an electric sound with bands like, like I said, Imagine Dragons. Uh, if you want to call like, as, as much as it pains me, I you cannot call bands like 21 Pilots not rock because they simply are by blueprint rock and roll bands. You Right. It, 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 it's just, it's uh, genres. It, musically, it's it's not possible for a genre of music to die. Mm-hmm. It's, unless everybody in the world stops listening to a genre of music, it's never going to die. And, and it's like, even, even 70s, like hard rock sound isn't dead. You look at bands that like Bad Sun. You look at bands that like uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, familiar with them, but King King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Bands like e- even uh, okay. As much as it pains me to say this, Greta Van Fleet. Uh, bands like that. Or more of a more of a 70s hard rock revival sound. that they're still prevalent they're just not mainstream. if you search for any genre of music from any time period you will find somebody recreating or reclassifying or creating their own spin on that genre of music now just like if you just like if you search into underground hip-hop you can find some real chicago names you can find some real brooklyn names who are making throwback 90s hip-hop yeah if you search for it, you can find groups that emulate the sound of people like nwa or tribe called quest it's just a matter of searching for it it's i don't think it's if a genre is born i don't think a genre can die
0: but it's just not mainstream right now
1: oh yeah it's not mainstream It's nowhere near mainstream but it's not dead
0: right you think it comes in like waves
1: yeah i did definitely comes in waves I, I think a big part of it too is a generational gap i think you look at i mean look at like the whole the whole premise, I guess, of '90s music, the whole premise of '90s punk '90s punk rock bands like Nirvana, like I was talking about that the whole the whole point of that style and blend of rock was kids who were sick of listening to their dad's records. It was kids who were sick of listening to Zeppelin. It was kids who were sick of listening to Blue Oyster Cole. It was kids who were sick of listening to you know set other seven classic '70s hard rock. So they they went, they put their own spin on it, and they made punk rock. It's in that same sense that I, I think the generational gap's a big part of it. I think if if we look at hip-hop now, like, the majority of, like, the biggest trap artists right now have some kind of you, you ask them they grew up listening to, and they'll say the same thing. They'll say, "Oh, I grew up listening to Biggie, I grew up listening to Tupac, I grew up listening to Jay-Z, I grew up listening to Tribe Called Quest, I grew up listening to NWA, I grew up listening to guys like that, that yeah. because the frame the frame of their music is built upon their influences you know
0: mm-hmm. definitely yeah it's more of the the nature over i don't i don't know, i think i'm getting it backwards uh, nature over nurture <laughs> but um yeah i believe it's that or nurture over na- i don't know but it's your that yeah like you said the outside influence is that uh, Shape where the popularity, what the mainstream goes to, and I'd say like the last time, I mean even like ten years ago, you got you had like Imagine Dragons was was on fire, and I mean they're still making songs, Um, but yeah, it's just not as mainstream. But I think everyone, like you said. If you look for it hard enough, you'll find what you want.
1: Yeah, but in terms of that, rock isn't. But like when we talk about, you know, we, we talk about the mainstream, it's just hip hop is so mainstream right now to the point where it drowns out every other genre of music. But rock is far from dead. I, I would. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I'm almost positive that rock and roll is the second most popular genre of music in the world or or second or third next to pop i really would not be surprised
0: yeah i think net i think it there's definitely more people listening to rock more than ever but there's just so yeah like you said there's just so much many people listening to hip-hop that it pushes everything out of the way yeah uh, I mean even some of my favorite rock bands uh, I think vampire weekend could be still a, a rock band yeah. but they, they they've evolved hundred um, percent Arctic monkeys they've evolved
1: oh yeah look at look at vampire weekend's new album versus their old
0: stuff it's years away it's yeah dude it's night and day but I still yeah. so loved every single song it was amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah it's I can definitely see rock evolving. Uh, it comes in waves. Where do you think it goes next, though? Uh, that's what I'd like to know.
1: Where do I think it goes next? Well, well, we're in an age where hip-hop is, like I said, not only is it drowning out every other kind of music, but it's it's virtually adding influence to every other kind of music. So I really would not be surprised if there was some... And also, I think it has to a lot of... It, It's a mix of these two things that I would say is what mix of my prediction of where rock goes next. I think early 90s underground rock, like, but specifically rap rock, like Rage Against the Machine, Linkin Park, bands like that, that really utilize a rap rock sound.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I really, really, really would not be surprised if that was the next phase of rock be pushed into the rock mainstream. Even look at... I don't know if you saw it, but Denzel Curry did a cover in a Rage Against the Machine song. I think that, and that music specifically, was really fueled by political angst. It was fueled by political turmoil. And we we're in such a divided time in not only the US, but the world yeah. that I really think that blend of rock, that genre of music, could be pushed back into the mainstream in terms of how far as rock goes in the mainstream. But yeah, I would definitely, if I were to make a prediction, I would say that.
0: Got it. I like it. And as far as your Instagram with with everything else and on above the bridge, what's the next move? You you gonna keep doing reviews? How many would you like to do in a year or two years? Like any short term, long term goals? I like no.
1: So uh, this summer. I've really I, – I, I'm going to talk more about this on my page eventually. But um, I'm really – I really, really, really want to commit. I want to try – I know it's almost unrealistic. I was talking about it with the guy I was interviewing today for Above the Bridge. I want to upload a interview every single day of the summer. So 90 days straight.
0: An interview? Um, what do you mean by interview? No, no,
1: no. Sorry, not interview. I'm sorry. A review.
0: A review. Got it
1: yeah i want to do a, a track review album review some kind of review every day on my instagram this summer and i i, I don't know everybody i've talked to that about is like oh it's unrealistic I, I don't know i think i can do it i really think i can do it i want to do that and then i wherever that goes that goes but i also in terms of that this summer i want to start building on a on top of some of the new content i want to create uh i'm going to be doing a lot in terms of my above the bridge youtube channel that i'm going to be starting up soon I want to do um, some concert recaps, some live music recaps. I want to do some more interviews with local artists. Uh, I want to also venture into some more um, music analysis stuff on my YouTube, but maybe like some, some deep dives into like some different artist discographies, like looking at their influences, looking where they came from, and just music analysis, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I would say just continuing doing what I'm doing on my Instagram and then Branching out into other mediums, like YouTube, would be the next step that I'm going to really push for in the next couple of months here.
0: Got it. And when you do album reviews, or song reviews, reviews in general, do you get um, permission, per se, to do it? Or is it more just like you pick an album that you want to, and and, and then you do it that day, or a song that you like, and then you, you do it?
1: Well, so so my process, like how it how it works, is um I have, so I what I, I, I used to do that I used to just pick I used to sit down and be like oh I'm gonna write or review an album listening to lately or a song I've been listening to lately and I would do it that way but late for the past couple months like I'd say six months half a year what I've been doing is um I kind of have three categories of what I do I kind of have I go from. So I have a long laundry list of uh, reviews, or re- no, sorry, not reviews, requests I've gotten from people who have sent me, "Oh, review this album," "Oh, review this album." So I have of theirs, readers. right? Of
0: well, their, if they're on no, work, no, no,
1: no, just some of their, their. Well, that's a whole other thing. So I have uh, reader requested reviews, so just albums that they've requested, got it, got it, and Ooh. then I have uh, artist requested reviews. So when they send me their, their music to take a look at and review. Mm-hmm. So I've been going back and forth from doing those. And then I've been, uh, I guess, cycling that also with new music because I want to make sure I stay on top and cover new music. So like, I just did a review on a Cage the Elephant's new album. But I've been trying to keep on top of just kind of cycling through those three categories. I- I've been doing a reader requested album, a artist requested album, and then a, uh, a new a new project. And I've kind of grown accustomed to doing it that way. I like doing it that way because it keeps everything fresh. It keeps me interested. And I think it kind of adds, gives my readers a varied pool of content to browse from. So that's pretty much how I do
0: it. Yeah. I think that's sick. That's definitely smart. Keeping a variety. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So outside music, outside uh, I guess yeah music in general where do you get inspiration from to to keep working keep doing this like what what Um, what gives you this 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 hunger to to chase the stream in music
1: well I've always I guess like been somebody who like um is willing to sit down and work on something like I said earlier I mentioned some of my like big inspirations in terms of like people who I think had a vision, and they followed it. there. Are people like Cole Bennett. Um, I think Anthony Fantano's a big inspiration of mine. If you're familiar with him, yeah, he, uh, I, uh, it's really inspiring. Not only because we do very similar things, but because he, um, the the dude's been making reviews for eleven years, and he wasn't successful until about two years ago. Yeah like, in the slightest, which is insane to me. And I think that kind of perseverance and that kind of, you know, dedication to your craft, I think, is what it takes. And I, I, I truly believe, there's an, if you want to make up your own new medium of entertainment, I truly believe if you want to follow your dreams in terms of entertainment, in terms of content creation, I think whatever you're doing, if you do it long enough and pursue it hard enough, I think, uh, I guess particular or uh, not i I guess articulate your craft and master your craft yeah i truly think there is a spot and an audience for any any kind of content on the internet now i think that's what's so beautiful about our age of the internet so yeah i just answer your question more specifically i guess just people people have been successful where i get a lot of my information or my uh, inspiration from got it
0: yeah i definitely think if you're if you're well, let me start with this. Do people think you're delusional by trying to do this? Um,
1: I don't know, not right now per, per se, because I haven't really gotten anywhere with it now, mm-hmm. particularly. But, but, uh, but even
0: earlier, you said like, um, uh, you're trying to do that uh review every day.
1: Oh, yeah, P- no, people think you're yeah. delusional
0: for that, right?
1: Oh, yeah, pretty much everybody I've told that they're like, oh, it's not realistic, I don't think you can do it. I've like, no, I'm just really. I'm dead. not. Not only do I love doing this, but something—it's what I want to do. I want to do this in my life, and it's like I've gotten to the point where, like, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing put everything
0: to,
1: aside, put everything aside to obtain that goal. And it, it's like if you look, and I don't know, like I've really just only, like I've only got into this in the past year. Like I've almost put out a hundred reviews in a year, and I think if I do that, I think I can do whatever as long as I, I'm efficient and I and i stay on i stay focused and i know what my goal is and i am dedicated to it i think i can do it i think it's realistic that i can put out a review every day this summer and not only that i know for a fact if i do that i'll, I'll grow so much because i i know one of the only things holding me back in terms of i guess gaining traction is is time and, and in the sense that i have other things on my plate that are hard to grapple with re- reviewing music with but i know if i can catch a spot where I can put those things aside enough to where I can upload a review every day. Yeah. E- even though what I do, it might not seem like it takes a long time, but it takes a long, long time. Because cause I'm very, I I, I don't want to put out shit content. I'm very thorough with what I do. I mm-hmm. I make sure if I'm writing a review on any artist, I've listened to their whole entire discography. I'm familiar with their entire discography. I've listened to interviews from them. I've looked at their live performances. I've done all, all kinds of stuff like that just to make sure that if there's any element of them as a person or their, them as a musician that I'm missing, that I know it's in the back of my head to pull from because I, because I think there's so many people who half-ass what I'm doing and I really want to be thorough with it. So people can enjoy music in more of a, I guess, informed light.
0: Yeah. I think the fact that people think uh, everyone that you've told, not including me cuz i personally think you can do it and i think you can knock it out of the park. You can definitely hit one every day. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. If if you're if you continue doing the things that like spark people to be like, "Whoa, I I don't think you can do that." I think you're definitely doing <laughs> you're doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, because if you're going to be doing stuff that's comfortable and like manageable for for everyone else to do. Then, uh, I, I think you're playing it too safe. So yeah, I agree. Keep chasing those things that cause people to open an eye, be like, "This guy's kind of crazy," <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you got you got to like take that head on. You just you got to love doing those things so get getting those responses. So I think you definitely found one for you to do this summer, this year. Uh, yeah, starting this summer. I don't know if you're still in school or not right now. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, I mean start it up this summer, I think it would go great.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, do.
0: Absolutely. Um where can people find you, man?
1: Um, Instagram above the bridge underscore. Um, I'm gonna that's the main place to find me right now. I'm gonna be starting up a YouTube channel real soon probably by the same name but if you go and you follow me on instagram and you uh, stay tuned to my content there you'll be well aware when i start up the youtube and do stuff in that sense or any other kind of creative stuff i'm doing i make sure to keep everybody there informed but yeah that's the main place to find me
0: got it and, and any reviews that we should be excited for in the next week month uh
1: yeah i'm gonna be doing a a a uh, this week, hopefully, a couple more track reviews and people, some really, 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 really cool artists that um, asked me to take a look at their music. Some guys that I think really need to have a little more exposure. Um, as well as that, I'm going to be doing a review sometime this weekend on a reader requested album. Trippy Red's lovely review, too. I, I, I think I had a lot to say about it, so that'll be hopefully interesting. And then Hopefully sometime next week I'm going to have a review out on a new pop rock outfit from Canada that I've been following a lot that I like a lot of their stuff. So, yeah, just stuff like that.
0: Going with that, uh, the three varieties, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Sick. All right, man. Well, it, it was great having you on here. I think it's could be the first of multiple times that you're on here. we definitely yeah we definitely have a a niche that overlaps and as far as the music because i do all content creators and a big big chunk of content creating is that music inspiration and yeah i'm glad to found you and i think we're gonna have a great future ahead of us dude
1: thank you man i i I agree i really appreciate you having me on
0: absolutely all right bro you have a good one Dante.
1: All right, have a good one, Brandon.
0: You too.